Shut up and sit down. What is going on, Dads? And welcome to episode 12 of the Dads After Dark Show, recorded on Sunday, June 7th, 2020. We are your hosts, Drew and John, and thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo in bikini armor. John, what what is going on? Um, what's going on, period? What's, what's going on with you? I hope people got that bikini armor reference, because I sure did. Well, uh, <laughs> we will later. We will. Well, uh, May 29th came, and all the games came out, and then June 5th came, and all the games came out. It's kind of refreshing, Drew, to uh, be able to talk about this avalanche of games, finally. Mm. So what what was what was your go-to for the May 29th selection, right? Because there was a lot of options. Did you just go one game there? So, yeah, I was going to, um, I was going to start with XCOM 2. Mm-hmm. I had actually uh, talked to Justin and I was going to review XCOM 2 for the Nintendo Dads, and um, I didn't get to pre-order. I, you know, I never, I don't really pre-order games until like you know a couple of days before because they don't sell out. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. It's, unless it's a limited edition or something. And uh, yeah, I went to do it, and they didn't have it available at my Best Buy, so oh, I, um, I had it shipped. They said it would arrive day of May 29th. I was like, okay. And then yeah, it got pushed a little bit to like late Saturday. So I just decided I'm going to review Xenoblade. So I started with Xenoblade. And, um, and, we'll, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, wait, so did you get the game? Um, yeah, I did get both Xenoblade and XCOM. Okay. Um, I'm interested in Bioshock and Borderlands, but they're both first person. And much like Jesse, that sometimes, sometimes um, gets me dizzy. So I... I feel like if I'm ever if I'm going to try a, a first person game, it's going to be Bioshock because I like a good story game and I've heard really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all the games that came out May 29th are really exciting to have on the platform. I've heard really good things about the Borderlands port. Um, so yeah, very excited. So Xenoblade's going to take up like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to the others with maybe a caveat we can talk about in a little bit. What about you? What did you play? Um. I've been I've been playing a, a few things. I, I also decided to go with the Xenoblade because I'll be honest, I played um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and um, Chronicles X back on Wii U. And I love the franchise. I'm a sucker for games. You know what? We'll get to that in a minute. But um, the franchise is amazing. So I went with Xenoblade. I, I thought about XCOM. You almost convinced me, but I didn't pull the trigger. Um, as we talked about, I had I have my schedule, right? I have my six-week plan, right? It was Xenoblade. I have to average like 15 to 18 hours a week. It's going to be very difficult. Um, I'm at about... How long has it been out for? A week. Oh, shit. I'm behind. I'm probably at like 18 hours. Um, I'm around there. Um, And you're good. I'm okay so far. I knew Clubhouse games were coming up. I picked that up digitally. And then again, I have to have all this done by July 17th for Paper Mario because I have to. <laughs> it's not an option. I but, um, but Clubhouse Games, John. Um, mm. Great game. Amazing game. I mean. Kind of surprises you. It, it does. And it, it definitely, you know, I think uh, Nintendo or somebody mentioned it. I even written Discord, Discord earlier. Um, it is almost brings you back to like the. The Wii Sports, the Wii Play. Wasn't there one other one? 
uh, Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, it, yeah. it kind of <laughs> it kind of brings you that back a little sense. I think the games are a little bit simpler than those. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's 51 games. I mean, I'm sure there's 20 games I'll never even open. But it doesn't matter because I think the other one is so fun. But the sleeper part of this game was is my kids love it. I um, told you that they would. I know. I sent a video to you a little bit a while ago about um, my, my son, who's only three, three and a half, playing darts. And, like, he's just having the time of his life. He's, like, mm-hmm. dancing, throwing the darts. He doesn't care if he misses the board or gets a bullseye. He did. He actually got a bullseye. He kid went berserk. But um, they so love quick, it. Quick, quick thing about that video. Uh, is Does he have the strap around the wrist? Because I was watching it, and I was, like, nervous as shit because it was like he's like running at your tv and hawking it man like he um he does not in fact i didn't put <laughs> on the um i didn't have the little uh the slider on but it has the strap in that i i put them on today and my daughter said why do i have to wear this i hate this and then i said just put the strap on and she didn't do it and she literally threw it across the room and i almost cried i said no my yellow joy cons um <laughs> Yeah, I would okay. not. And then let she your felt kids. bad, and then I felt like, oh, I shouldn't have yelled. But, <laughs> She's um, like, I'll put the tr- I'll put the strap on. She Dad. did. She said, yeah. it's just not uncomfortable. I said, well, I don't care. <laughs> but I mean, Clubhouse Games. I mean, what a what an amazing game. Um, it, it's it's so many unique and games that like fit and don't fit. But speaking of kids playing, John, I heard your son had a little obsession with a with an odd game. Uh oh, the turtle game. Yeah. <laughs> Turtle. When, we, when we saw the trailer for it, he has a he has a um they I mean they have like a Mac that they all kind of share downstairs and um we put some games on there but I didn't like let them put on like you know real video games so but they they have this um this little train game where you have to move the tracks and the trains oh, yeah. come in yep. and you move the tracks around and you try to get it, like from one station to the next so uh, yeah my son when he saw the the turtle game with the wind up turtle. Mm-hmm. He was like, ooh, like he was interested in it. And um, yeah, he started playing that one just on his own. He he remembered the turtle and he wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's adorable watching him play. I mean, he's 11. I mean, I'm like, I'm not like four year old adorable here. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like playing and playing and he's like, turtle, turtle. Like, and it's like, that's a really hard game. Like, it's it is so, way harder. He got he finally got all the crystals. He had to play like seven times. Yeah. He gets all the crystals. And he thought he was done, and it just refreshes the crystals. It keeps going. Oh, and, oh so that's what I was going to ask you. It just it will just keep going until you you hit the wall or fall oh, off a track, rather. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, it keeps going until you die. And when you clear a whole screen of crystals, if you don't do anything else, that's one star out of like four. Like, oh, <laughs> it's actually a bad ending. <laughs> it's but terrible. speaking of that, it's funny. Um, they do have almost many achievements in the game, right? Um, yeah, there's some unlockables, right? Yeah, I think in that game, if you if you score 300 points in Turtle, I think it unlocks a uh, a rabbit or something like that. Correct, um, and I don't know what they all do. I have to play around with it, but I saw like when I was playing golf, I had a really good score, and, and some stuff popped up, and it's like you, yeah. So I I don't know if it said achievements, but it definitely said stuff like yeah, you did this, you did this, and put a little star nets to it. Definitely some unlocks. Um, I did want to say there's there's not that many four player games. I think. I think it might be my only gripe about it is there's only like what two or three four player games. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Texas Hold'em, which I am not playing with my kids. Why? Because, because I don't. I mean, they can play on their own if they want to. Well, I just I'm not in the mood to explain poker let me, strategy. Let to, me ask you about that. 
How yeah. do you play Texas Hold'em four players in the same room? Like in on Clubhouse? Yeah. So you, just, you just have four joke guns. Yeah, but don't can't anyone see oh, your cards? Can anybody see your cards? Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I don't even know. I they were they were playing behind me. I didn't even look to see. So that's a good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. How do you do that? I mean, I, you can't. Sure. Yeah. I I don't think they would. They they aren't like savvy enough to even know that. That's oh, so problem. you're just going to be savvy enough to destroy them. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, how just... are you so good at this game? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. The uh, the one four player game that we did play was Ludo. Which is um, okay. I saw. That. I guess I, like, my daughter wanted to play that, but I said I think it takes a while. It it actually it does take a while, and in the beginning it's like, Ugh. but um, we had it. We got a game going um, <laughs> yesterday, and uh, we we had stopped before lunch because I I I had seen a feature saying that they automatically bookmarked your game. So we were about to have oh, lunch, boy. and I said if I just hit end, it's gonna save the game, and it didn't save the game. So. <laughs> So we played again after lunch and it was me and my three kids. And I'm telling you, it was a freaking it was a blast. I think the game oh, yeah? took like an hour. Wow. But but the way you play Ludo is you have four pieces and they start at the beginning and they have to get around the board and then get into this victory lane. And then once it's in the victory lane, it's it that piece is done. Um, it's but in order. Yeah, I've heard it's like Parcheesi and sorry. Um, but in order to get out of the starting point, you need to roll a six. Mm-hmm. OK. So you can't get out unless you roll a six, which actually adds a lot of strategy to it. Um, my son, <laughs> he he got one piece into the victory lane. You know, he had three pieces left and he rolled and and it was like a two and the game goes pass. And he like looking at me like, why did what is what is pass? Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, you don't have any pieces on the board. And you have to roll a six to get out. And he's like, yep. oh, OK. And then the, his next roll came up, and it takes a little while, like everybody to roll and pick what. Oh yeah. And it goes. He rolls a three, and it's like pass. And he's like, ah. And he's like, how long is this gonna be? And I joke to him, like, uh, probably about the next ten minutes. You know, like it, you're not gonna get a six. Yep. I am not kidding. Twenty minutes. We played oh, for twenty minutes. He could not roll a six, and he's like, he's thirteen, so he's on that precipice of he's still a kid. Yeah, but he's getting older. At some point, he kind of moved out of the room and he was like by the door outside the room. And then when it was his turn to roll, we'd go like, you know, Cedric. And then I, his arm, you'd see his arm move yeah. with the Joy-Cons outside the door and it would be like four. And we just started laughing like every <laughs> time. Couldn't stop laughing because it was That's like funny. incredible. Wouldn't you know, he was like he was like starting to really tear up. Uh, my oh, my kid. wife was like walking in and she's like, Cedric's outside crying, you know, and I'm like, and it's like, because because sometimes kids are not young and they're too young to realize you're not laughing at them. Yeah, you're yeah laughing yeah. with it's a it's a random game. He has no control over it. He's pressing a button, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so fine. Almost peed myself like three times. It was so funny. And you're bad. The, so you're, you were the bad dad. You were laughing at him. Well, and one of the moments I'll remember for the rest of my life is when he rolled. We were like Cedric and he rolled and it was a six. And yeah. we were all like, we're all like, ah! <laughs> that's awesome. It was just the greatest. And then he comes that's in funny. and he's like looking at the screen like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. See, that's fun. That, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see my kids get a little bit older and play yep. games. I mean, at three and six, 
You know, I, I don't think my kids should sit there for an hour and play that game. You know, like we, we play a game of like trouble, the board game, and it's like we we barely get through it. Um, my daughter might and maybe my son would watch. But um, same. But yeah, you know, that, yeah. that's that's cool that you got to you know play with their kids and, and, and witness that. But yeah, I and mean, the, game, the games are so like small and they're different. And I mean, like you like you said, like they're not your kids may not play Ludo for an hour, but your kids could easily play Clubhouse games for an hour. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they they actually were battling each other today with um, the Slotar Derby, which is yep. perfect for a three and six-year-old because they're like, how do I play? I'm like, just hold the A button. They're like, right. <laughs> I was like, when you get to a turn, just, you know, kind of tap it or don't push it anymore. Right. Um, but, yeah, just watching them just th- flying off the track. It is hilarious. And it was like they were battling. So it was um, – if, if you want to have a really good time, I don't know if you did this, but – have your kids race and then you do the announcing. <laughs> my, my kids are cracking up because I was like announcing yeah. it, and every time the thing would go flying over a turn. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's, it's so much fun. They're a lot of fun, and you know what else? Kids are going to learn a lot of games through this because they explain the games very easily, and yeah. they're going to learn a lot of these games really quick. So this is like good uh, good training for adulthood. Yeah, and then I mean we could talk forever. I mean there's there's tons of other games that we didn't talk about, right? There's there's the toy yeah. baseball, toy soccer, toy tennis games. Um, there's battle tanks. There's um bowling, which is pretty much a replica of like a Wii bowling game. There's a shooting gallery, which you use your Joy-Con to kind of point and clip like a duck hunt type style game. Um, it goes on and on. And then like you said, there's there's millions of card games. I played a game of War today. Why? I mean, why not? Yeah. But it was um. It's it's an amazing game, and if you are excited about what me and John are talking about right now, you need to head over to the Nintendo Dad's um, Discord channel. And if you're not, for one dollar, you can join. And this month, starting uh, today, all the way through July 12th, our monthly mayhem game is this. It's Clubhouse Games, and it's going to be a fun, epic competition. We have Drew's Clues versus John's Pawns, and. Um, We'll have to see who takes it home this time, John. I mean, and, and, and if you want, guys, if you haven't listened, uh, we released, what, a few days ago, our monthly Mayhem video. Uh, I'm sorry, um, podcast. Only a few, 15 minutes or so. That goes yeah, into we don't all the video details. that no more. Yeah, no more videos. Now, I agree. Too much cake eating last time. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that's Clubhouse James. Um, the last thing I'll just briefly mention was um, I, I loaded back up What the Golf because I told you I would, right? Because I said... I'm not lending it the best to me. I wanted to try what they call the impossible challenge. I think Ooh. that's what it's called. I can't guarantee it. Um, and let me just tell you something. I was kind of like on edge. I'm like, I've given this game a second go. I'm going to put my past experience down and I'm going to come into this fresh. It fucking sucked. It sucked more than the storyline <laughs> did. So the impossible challenge was stupid. It wasn't impossible by any means. The name is so deceiving. All it does is you have unlimited deaths. Um, and the whole point of it is, is you need to beat this impossible challenge in the fewest shots. And there's like a leaderboard. Um, and it's 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 challenging, but you die, you just restart. You die, you restart. You die, you restart. And then once you like beat a level, I thought it was just going like to be a long level. But once you beat a level, it just is another level and another level and another level. And it just kind of introduces the mechanics you learned in the story mode, but a so lot more challenging. Where does the so, impossible come from? It's I don't know. It's my point. So, so, so one example is there's there's a play f- feature where you're a soccer ball, 
And the way the the mechanic of the soccer ball works is you can you can reshoot it or rehit it or rekick it as many times as you want, and you can mm-hmm. do it while it's still moving. So you could kick it one way and then kick it another way quickly. Right. But the obstacles in the soccer levels are these little kids that are soccer players, and all they try to do is they run at the ball and try to kick it off the stage. So like you have to try to keep kicking it around them. So in the impossible challenge, you know, typical level would have like maybe, you know, four to six kids spread out. The impossible challenge has like 30 little kids trying to kick your ball. It's just it wasn't fun. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. I see. So they added they added some replayability to it, but nothing super engaging. But I'm, I'm proud of you for like getting back to it. And uh, games like that are sometimes more fun after you've kind of finished it off. Well, and, we'll talk about uh, that a little bit later. Sounds like not. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say is I, um, the wife and I, um, we did a thing. So the, Ooh, really? Been, well, well, no, but we truly are after dark. We, we have been quarantined for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that we've had the kids at home forever. So we, we asked my mother-in-law, so why don't you take the kids Saturday and like, we're just going to like relax. Maybe go out to lunch, do nothing. We went out to lunch. We tried to go to Best Buy. They wouldn't let us in the store. I guess the stores are still closed. I think um, it's appoint- appointment only, right? I think you have to make yeah, it. Yeah, you could pick stuff up. Um, I, I just needed some like, small things, but it wasn't open. So like, well, F this. Then we tried to go to another store, closed. But like, you know what? Let's just go home. So we got lunch. We went home. Um, so I bought a game the other day, a board game, um, Villainous. And we decided to put on a movie. We watched. Um, we watched that stupid movie. You ever see the trailers for it? Fantasy Island. No, I haven't heard of that at all. You ever the old show, Fantasy Island? Is, is it based on that? It's based on that, but it's more of a thriller suspense movie. Okay. It was it was better than I expected. I expected it to be trash. Um, it was better than I expected. Anyways, we said let's let's play the game Villainous, the the new Disney board game. We bought one of the expansion pack. It has uh the Hades, Dr. Facilier, and the Evil Queen. And um, it's an awesome game, super cool, but it's complicated, John. It's very complicated. I'm not a big, huge board game guy, but it took us a long time to figure it out. We ended up watching like a 15-minute YouTube video that really helped explain it. Um, so we kind of just like played like a trial game to like understand the rules and scenarios. Like we didn't actually play a game, but it was uh, it was fun. It was nice quality time with the wife and um, villainous. I, I'm looking forward to trying it more out. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you just you just cut it short there. I felt like you left another part of the story out, but I I won't I won't delve any deeper. That's it. That's the whole story. I mean, I didn't really talk much about the game. I just talked more about my personal life. And the kids, but <laughs> you know what's funny about the board games? Um, because I I do a board game club with a friend of mine. Um, there is it like there is a difference between like board games and then like the games that adults play, right? Like there, mm-hmm. I mean, um, we would go over to his house and pick out a game that we hadn't played before and we'd spend like an hour and a half going through the rules and like the manuals are like a book. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And then I kind of like, ah, I'm not sure really like, like I like games with lots of rules, but we would play at one time and then that would it. And then we'd go on to another one. And it's like, well, we should play this game like 10 times, you know, cause we've figured out the rules now. Now let's enjoy it when we're not like late, you know, just laboring over the book, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. It is crazy that games can be so complicated. You need a YouTube video, but um, it is nice that there's YouTube videos because they probably do a better job of explaining them than than writing it down. Mm. Correct. Yep. 
Mm. So what else? What I mean, what have you been playing? Anything else you want to add? Or uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, obviously I've been playing Clubhouse. Uh, played Xenoblade. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I put out the review for Xenoblade Chronicles today. Today, um, that great, was one great review, by the way, John. Well done. Thanks. Yeah, I, I for some reason had this goal of getting the game on Friday and getting the review done Sunday, and it was just like that's a impossibility like i mean like how can i give a review of a 80 hour game after playing it for like three hours so Mm -hmm. i was like i'm just gonna put up this review when i think i'm at a point where i can do it um but then i (laughs) i think i would have liked to have waited a week but it just occurred to me like friday like you know what it's been a week now is a good time it's not the perfect time but it's still new and i didn't want to i didn't want to wait two weeks so mm-hmm. um so i did put it out it ended up at 13 minutes long which is by far the longest review i've ever done but i feel like the game sort of required it um so yeah no i'm pretty proud of the review and um i think i think overall i was pretty good with it i mean i certainly didn't say this is the greatest game of all time um and yeah. i i don't even sure i would recommend it but for everybody but um um, I'm still having some fun with it, so okay. I'm just continuing. I think the really the the cool part is that I got, um, I got to the part of the game when you meet Sharla and her son, and then you have to go rescue her son. And it, it, like around there is when I stopped playing, and now I've gotten so much further past that. And I I love the fact that it's like, like Charla, uh, which one's Sharla? Sharla, the the first woman that you um, Sharla, right? The bikini number chick? No, well, the, the there is um, the first. Uh, who's the first girl? F- uh, Fariat, Fariat. Oh, can't remember her name. Um, I'm trying to do this without spoiling anything. Um, but then you I've... meet Charla and her son Juju, right? And then Juju. Oh gets yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha, Juju. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, so just being way past that. But then like, and I don't want to spoil anything, but like that that couple of those other characters come back from the beginning and and i don't know it's just it was like i was like wow i gotta know that so i'm really excited to see all these uh i got another character joining my party now and it's kind of exciting it's like oh, okay because as far as i, I knew in my head the, you have like the chick with the weird outfit and you all in like is that what you're at yeah 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 okay. so uh you know like so now i'm like in my head the game was like the 10 hour game that i played on the 3ds a few years ago and now it's like, oh, look, there's all this happening and this happening. And I love the new graphics and everything. It's it's um, easy to play. It's just not the most engaging RPG I've ever played. And some of these bosses are just a bear. I'm fighting a boss right now that's just an absolute sponge. Um, I had to grind a little bit, so I had to grind a couple levels. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give them a, a shot. What level are you? I am level 34 now. So. Okay, I think I'm 32. Yeah, I mean, you should be pretty pretty close. close. Yeah, to this boss that, like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm tempted to put the game in easy mode. Um, I don't know if it's a game that I feel like I need to beat on regular, but I'm just afraid if I go into easy mode, the game's going to be super easy and then get really boring. So um, I'm just going to stick with it. I mean, are we we talking about this now? Let's let's talk about it. Well, we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of things about this game, right? I, and and not to mimic some of your reviews things, but I mean, it definitely shows its age, I think, right? Yes. Um, for being a originally a Wii game. So there's a few things about Xenoblade that I love because, like I said, I've I've played the other two games. 
I actually think I missed this one. I thought I originally started, but I don't. I doesn't really remember uh, Renna Bell a lot of it. So one thing to re- to keep in mind for people out there that don't know anything about Xenoblade, a massive, massive game. Um, what I love, love, love about Xenoblade is the exploration of the world. And even though it's a Wii game, it still is amazing, I personally think, exploring the environment. Uh, so far, I've been through a few environments that really stuck out to me. Um, two of them in particular were um, the, the Wasteland, where the Wasteland slash Swamp Area, when it turns nighttime, it all of a sudden turns to this Pandora slash Avatar world mm-hmm. where all the trees light up. Um, and that they're glowing, and it does a really amazing job. Uh, one weird thing, though, about that land was, is when that happens, all the enemies turn from, like, level 25 to, like, 80. Yes. I remember so, you mentioning that before I got there, and that's exactly what happens. They literally a, disappear. Yeah, so I was in the middle of a quest, killing some birds, and I, all of a sudden, nighttime came, and the bird legit turned to level 80, and I got destroyed. So... <laughs> I, there was a few times I had to go um, switch to daytime, which you can do, right? So as soon as it hit nighttime, I love yes. the environment, but I had to switch to daytime because I couldn't complete my quest. It almost um, feels kind of like cheating a little bit. There's no penalty does. to it. Remember remember on The Witcher when you could meditate yes. and advance time, but like you had to use alcohols and you couldn't mm. do it every time? Like Correct. here, it's just like, oh, it's nighttime. I don't want it to be nighttime. I want it to be daytime. <laughs> And but it's like okay. But there's a lot of cool parts of the game that are like kind of mini hidden dungeons, right? So there was one in that area that you could go into. So it was like this ruin that had like a little mini boss, but it had like ten enemies lined up next to him. Um, I couldn't end up not being able to defeat him. But anyways, the other really cool world or land was um, what do you call the little guys there? The neopons or whatever they're called. The Nopons. Nopons. So the Nopon is this little circular, fat, chubby, animal-like creature that talks. They're friendly. But they live in these massive trees that have, like, all these rope bridges from uh, from tree to tree. And it's almost like you're kind of like the Ewoks. But they have, like, a a massive scale. Uh, I thought that was a really cool world to explore as well. So, um... I mean, then you don't know about these bridges over cliffs that are, like, massive bridges. Like, it takes you 60 seconds to run across the bridge. Yeah, I know. And, oh. and I, I look, I mean, like, I love a big world to explore, and I loved, I loved Xenoblade 2. Um, yeah. There was, like, you go around, the towns really investigate. You could find some people yep. that have a quest for you. You'd have to go to, a, like, a certain area, try to find something and whatever, go back to them. You know, the, and, like, there was always a story behind the quest. It wasn't, like, just, you know, you know, whatever. whatever. This, the thing that bugs me about Xenoblade is all the side quests, just, like, you see these little exclamation points in the map. You just run to it. You talk mm-hmm. to the person. They say something uninteresting. And it's either, like, go kill some enemies or um, go find this thing. And there's just, like, all the stuff is just glowing orbs you know somewhere in xenoblade 2 if they said go find me some cake you'd go to the shop and you might find the cake there you know Mm -hmm. or it just wasn't i don't like the way it's done this game definitely is lackluster in that sense i yeah it's it's a it becomes um mindless and i'm gonna tell you something john laugh if you want i think i've fallen asleep twice playing this game 
I have too. <laughs> it's it's that to yeah. the point where um, some of the cut scenes are just eh. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, the story for this game is super lackluster. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm 18 hours in. Maybe something opens up soon. I don't know. But it's super lackluster. The characters are like super boring. I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had some of the most amazing, memorable characters of any yeah. video game I've ever played. Yes. Um, I know Shulk is like this big name and character that, you know, people ah, talk about. I, yeah, I wouldn't say a big name, but... well. No, but I mean, he sucks. I I I don't. I, I have no emotional attachment with him at all. Yeah, Zero. Like yeah, know. when he, he doesn't have a a personality quirk or something, you know. Like he doesn't. He's just like this kid who's smart, and you know, I I maybe there's something to discover down the road. I I, I don't want to talk too much, but mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. When I remember, and, and put it this way, if this game was Xenoblade Three. It would probably get trashed in reviews, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But we know this is Xenoblade One, and what Xenoblade Two came out, twenty seventeen. So that's like five years later, and and Xenoblade X came out in the middle. Um, so this is like a remake, and and so I think when you play it, you know it's like this is not Xenoblade Two. This is Xenoblade mm-hmm. One. But yeah, like I remember in Xenoblade Two during cutscenes. The voice acting had this thing, and you can tell it was in the programming, where Mm -hmm. you had to wait for someone to finish saying something before the next person said something. So there was no overlapping dialogue. And so some some of the conversations got really weird, because they're like, oh, no! And then it's like, what? (laughs) It's all like, it's very weird. And this game has it as well. The characters don't interact. They don't fight. They don't touch each other. They just stand there, and they talk to each other back and forth. It's as simple as you can do it. Um, the graphics are much nicer, mm-hmm. um, and I I like this story, even if I don't, I couldn't tell you everything about it. Um, I like the story. I really like that they're that they live on these two titans, and that you are really like crawling up the titan. Right, you start off in the foot, and then you're like the leg. So like mentally, you kind of know your progress. You're like, oh, like I, I'm getting close to the head of the titan, you know, and it's like, ooh. I can't wait to get to the head of the Titan. I want to see, like, you know, can we go over to the other Titan? And I want to see what's there. And like I said, I, I played this game a little bit a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see all of the game that I haven't seen. But, yeah, like, it's it's so straightforward. And, you gra- I mean, like, I like I said, I will grab side quests. Like, when I got to the Nopon town. Oh, you grab everyone you can yeah. I just ran around. I tried to, I talked to every single person. Because it's going to be, I'm going to fight some enemy that's that's pretty nearby. And I don't want to go fight these enemies and then do the side quest because then I have to go fight them again. But so but it's just like eh, a little bland. But here's my problem: you actually nailed this in your review. Eighty percent of these side quests just give you gold. Yes, they don't even give you experience. Like how yeah. lame is that? Yeah, I mean, and you need the gold to buy better weapons. Mm. But yeah, like getting experience. I had one quest that I did today that gave me experience. And I was yeah. like, oh, it was like so exciting. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I, like really helpful. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and then you know, like the 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 characters that have like three side quests, and then you talk to them, and you go to run away, and yeah. you turn around, and you're like, wait, they have an exclamation point over their head. Didn't I just talk I to know. them? And, and I don't. Then they give you a the second quest. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't read them either. No. But then they give you a second one, and then a third one. It's like that doesn't happen. Like that's Never. not even not. It's not even natural. It's like. Maybe if you finished one, then they give you another one. And I think there was a character that did that. But, um, but you know what it is? is 
but they made it so you don't have to return to that character. Yes. So they exactly. almost like they give you all the quest storylines up front. The, yes. The side quest story. But let's let's talk about a little bit um, the battle system because it is a very unique battle system, and I want to understand mm-hmm. what your take is. So for those that don't know how it works, let me try to explain it quickly. But think of a automated hack and slash that you see in a lot of like MMO type style games. And um, you have your skill sets on the bottom. In this case, they call them arts. And um, they, they, they become untensified, I guess you could say, when um, they're available. Right? So every, every art has a cooldown. And every art typically has some type of um, effect, right? I guess you want to call it. Like, like right. uh, you know, a, a topple, which is you knock the character down. You know, break, which you can, you know, br- interrupt. So the typical effects like that. And um, you just are constantly not even looking at the screen. All you're worrying about is your skill set. And you just look at these arts on the bottom. And whatever one isn't, you know, has completed its cooldown, unintensifies, you're going to use. This is what else gets tricky because you're using your Joy-Cons to move around, change the camera view. And then you have to switch to your D-pad. Because your D-pad is what moves your, your arts left or right. And then you hit the A button to kind of use it. Um, the only thing that's nice is it, it there's a little bit of strategy on where you attack your enemy. So you are moving the Joy-Con and moving your position of your, your character to maybe the back of the enemy. And when you do that, your art is going to have a little exclamation point that says, look, at, you're in a place where if you use this art, you're going to do you know more damage. Because this art says if you attack from behind... It's like a critical hit. Um, so I like that it tells you those things, but you get into the sense that I'm not even watching the game. I'm just looking at my right. skill set to see which which skill pops up. Um, right. And funny funny story. When I was doing the review, um, I was I would I had to like you know oh I'm, if I'm talking about some part of the battle system, I'm mm-hmm. looking in like in the video where I use that part of the battle system, and I'm like watching myself do it, and I'm paying a lot of attention to my actions on the screen. And mm-hmm. it occurs to me none of this looks familiar because I wasn't watching it when I was playing it. I was watching <laughs> no. it in the review. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was going on on the screen because you, your, your focus is not there at all. It's really not, which is, which is odd, right? Because you, you want to look at this graphical monster you're fighting. Um, yeah, there's times you look up and I'm like, change the camera. I'm like, oh, I've been fighting these birds for the last three hours. <laughs> right. That's what they look like. You know, you zoom in in their face like an owl. It's not even a bird. It's an owl. Um <laughs> So it's it's interesting. I mean, I guess it's a little bit rewarding. My biggest problem I have, too, is, um, and I guess it's no different than all RPGs or JRPGs, but it's almost like every battle, I feel like, is a boss battle. So you get to the point where you almost are avoiding enemies. And you do that a lot in those turn-based type games, right? Because it's like, at, at a certain point, you want to level up. But you also want to just maybe move out of the area, yeah. move on to the next area or yeah. the next quest. So it's you got to find that happy balance of like you need to fight some monsters because you need the experience because you don't want to move on to the next area. It's too low of a level. But it's also like it takes, you know, sometimes five or four minutes to go kill because there's three monsters over there. Yeah, and you don't get like a tremendous amount of level up either. Um, it doesn't feel gratifying. So mm-hmm. I totally agree. I, I know like Xenoblade does train you to skip monsters all the time because there's these like like you said, level 80 monsters that are just hanging around. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like 
when you're playing a game and you skip that first monster and you feel kind of guilty about it, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of like managing. Cause you said every enemy is very powerful. Like if they're the same mm. level as you, you're going to get in a pretty extended fight. Um, yep. it's going to be a pretty, pretty knockout drag out. Yeah. It's there not, are many, many boss battles. Yeah. And I think Xenoblade is different things to different people. Like if you've ever gone online and like, I had problems with a boss and I, I wanted to get some clues online, like how to defeat the boss. And people are talking about, you know, give Ryan, Ryan needs to have aggro and then you got to do this and you got to drop this on them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, really? Because I just kind of go back and forth and choose all the different weapons. Um, yeah. But oh, yeah. like to me, Xenoblade, the kind of cycle I've gotten into is I um, now that I'm kind of into the game, not necessarily at the beginning, but. I get to like no pond village, right? Yep. And then I have to go to the next place. So I kind of like run past all the enemies just to get to the next flag and then see what's there and then maybe pick up some side quests and then mm. go back and grind on what I just ran past Agreed. and then kind of do that little cycle. Um, and I don't I- mind sitting there and grinding. Like I love grinding in RPGs. Um, but it just doesn't feel very satisfying. The fights take a little while and they don't give you much leveling, but you know, it's still, it's, it's okay. I can just sit there and grind and grind and beat the same enemies over and over again. Um, it's just not a really RPG. I find I will do all those exploring and side quests on an area that I, I find enter like, entertaining and i want to explore for example i use those two areas i used the the wasteland and i use that that those trees and the treehouse and the bridges like those two lands or portions of the world were, were interesting to me so i chose those two to do a lot of side quests in mm-hmm. whereas some of the other ones areas i got to i didn't really explore as much so it was just kind of boring you know yeah yep so, so i look at it from that point of view as well but i mean overall i love xenoblade the idea I love the um, the the I love the world to explore the whole Titans and all of that. Because even Xenoblade Chronicles Two kind of had that concept. Yes. Um, so I, I I love Xenoblade Chronicles as a whole, but um, this is definitely shows its age and by far my least favorite. It doesn't mean I don't love it. It's just my least favorite of the three. Do you love it? It's hard to say. Not right <laughs> now. Yeah, I think. I think I, I think I've seen as far as we're gonna go with like battle system and and the way the game goes the the side questing and whatever. I think the story is the thing I'm really I'm really hanging my hat on. I'm really hoping that this story really hits me, especially you know by the end. And I think it I think it can because this game is regarded in high esteem for a reason. So I think there's some good story that's gonna come. No spoilers, everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think in terms of battling and stuff, I mean, Xenoblade 2 is far superior. I never played X. And in fact, you remind me that I have an error in my video because I mentioned the third game in the series. But this there already is a third game in the series. I always forget about X. Yeah, um, X was interesting. It was a little it's similar. It was, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed X. I think one and two connect a little bit more. Not that they connect directly. Yeah, but I think they connect a little bit more. Um, which is, you know, probably why it's two and not X. Um, but yeah, Xenoblade two is so much fun. And, and the side quests weren't perfect there either. Um, but the story and the characters, I just really loved so much more. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. I'm not stopping Xenoblade again. I've, I've started and stopped it twice. 
I started and stopped Xenoblade yep. 2 once before I finished it, mm. so I'm done with all that. But I do like the idea, and I honestly am heavily considering it, because I do want to finish the game, of switching mm. over to the easy mode. And I think all that does is reduces the health of the monsters. So so whereas that four-minute battle might now take a two-minute battle. Yeah. Um, because... I'm gonna. I mean, the game is is fair. Where I bet you, if I load up and play for two hours, I probably die three times. Mm-hmm. You think that's fair? About I mean, so it's definitely challenging Depends. that part. But it just it's typically I typically die when it's like I'm fighting something and I accidentally aggro another monster or yes. a high level monster. Yeah, so it's, it's not typically you. I start a battle and just die. That right. doesn't happen that often. It's usually a mistake, or I run into an area and I'm trying to run through it, and then I just I'm I'm you know, but um, I I like the idea of the easy mode just so I can experience the game, but it reduces that. I think that it might reduce you know ten hours in the long haul. You know, yeah, I feel like it would reduce the um, satisfaction of the game. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm a little. I, it, it definitely is easy to say, I look, I want to experience a story and I'm getting a little tired of the battle, but I, I once I do that, man, I think I'm going to be even more bored. So I'm, I'm just going to have to try to like get through. There's gonna be a lot of grinding involved probably. Um, but you know, honestly, I mean, I heard some, I had some worries about XCOM, um, uh, just like frame rate and stuff like that. The stuff that they were showing on the screen didn't match what the gameplay looked like. And I've heard that there's definitely some frame rate issues and resolution issues and stuff on XCOM. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling a little hesitant to play that on um on Switch. And then, you know, I'm not gonna play Bioshock Borderlands. So right now, there's nothing I don't want to play Outer Worlds on the Switch. Um so right now there's nothing much else to play. So um I'm just gonna kinda sit around with Xenoblade and and uh kind of dork with that some more. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else or should we move on? Uh, no, but I did want to say, um, I'm going to become an Xbox one owner, surprisingly. Oh, um, I didn't see it coming. I, well, I kind of saw it coming. I didn't think it would happen. Um, I actually, so I actually have a switch and a PS4. Um, I played my PS4 a little more, uh, you know, when I had, when I had the Wii U, we started playing more PS4 games. Um, but ever since the switch came out, I play like two games a year on the, the PS4, like, I played I played the Tomb Raiders, uh, Last Guardian, although I think that might have been a few years ago, um, and uh, The Witcher. So like really that's it. Um, but the so Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was a game that everyone was like super excited about, and I remember thinking I don't really care much for it. And then you know you and I played The Witcher three, mm-hmm. and that's the same like development team. So I love The Witcher 3, and now I'm, like, super excited for Cyberpunk 2077. I'm like, let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, they are putting out this limited edition Cyberpunk 27, 2077 Xbox X. And I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, I think I showed I did. it to you. Yeah, I think I saw your picture you sent me. Yep. It is hot as fuck. I mean, so is, is that the only reason you're buying it? So I said to myself, I think two months ago when they announced it, I said, I'm going to try to get this limited edition. I probably won't be able to, but I'm going to try to get it because it is so hot and the game is going to be such a big release. What game uh, it, and the, what's that? What game? Cyberpunk 2077. This is CD Projekt Red. This is the next game after Witcher 3 now. So 
They made Witcher 3, okay. they did the DLC, and now they're doing this. And um, I didn't think I'd be able to get it. Uh, but I said, you know what? I'm going to try to get it. And then if I get it, I always have the option to sell it. I'm sure it'll sell for more than it's worth. And I was like, I'll just try to get it, and I'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was sitting there. It was Friday. I'm sitting there working, and I see a tweet come by, and it's like, oh, Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox X now available on Best Buy. And I was like, oh. And I run, and I managed to purchase it. It is just so <laughs> hot. I mean, the console, it, it's hard to describe. It, it's not just a colored Xbox. It's just the whole thing is deemed is just themed so well. Even the controller has what looks like scratches in it. Yeah, um, no, I mean, it's, it's sexy. I'll give you that. It is sec- The box is sexy and it comes with the game um, that is that the game doesn't come out till September um, mm-hmm. and it costs three hundred dollars. So really, uh, it's an Xbox X for two hundred and forty dollars. And the thing is going to keep its value like crazy. This thing is going to be. I can sell this thing two years from now and I'll probably make money on it. So um, are you going to play the game? I'm going to open it. I, I am my plan right now. And it's probably my plan forever. Cause I have a switch switch is my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have my switch set up on a TV in my office, which is fairly new. Um, I've always been a handheld only guy. Um, but I have a dock now in my office and I am going to hook up my Xbox X in here. Um, and I'm going to get the game in September it comes with it, but I am going to get game pass for 10 bucks a month. Um, I'm not going to buy I'm not going to buy any games for this thing. I feel, I feel like you're having an affair. It feels a little dirty, but, but, but let me sell you on it. I'm never going to have a physical game for this system. I'm only going to have one game I own and game pass has, um, Hellblade on it, which is a game I played on the Switch, um, and it was like graphically inferior, and I really enjoyed it, and I really want to play a better graphic version of it. Um, so I can play that for free. Um, it has Outer Worlds on it, so I can play Outer Worlds at the graphical fidelity, you know, that I that I'd like to. John, and I, I can, so basically I get that for free. Red Dead Redemption Two, I might give that a go. That's on Game Pass, and there's a bunch of other games. Bloodstain. Remember that was a game that I said I, John, I would like to play on my PS4. You're you're having an affair. Cheating? I am cheating. You're cheating. You're trying to tell yourself like, well, she has big tits. She has a nice ass. I only <laughs> do it like once a month. It's it's not bad because it's it's has some high quality stuff, and I'm only gonna do it sometimes when yeah. I'm away from my family, when I'm away from my Switch. John, cheating is cheating, and you are now a cheater. I think The Witcher 3 is on Game Pass 2. Oh, John. Let's move on. Let's move on. I, I don't want to talk about cheating anymore. It's depressing me. <laughs> Switch, I love you, Switch. You'll always be my baby. Well, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Moved on for bitter tits. That's what I you just did. Have, I have two side pieces now. You know, you know what's actually funny is my PS4 will actually suffer the most because I don't think I'll play my PS4 again. Um, so that's going to be the one that suffers, not the Switch. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Maybe I'll sell my PS4. PS4 is going to be moving on out. Maybe might be moving on out. So your son's going to take it over. I could. I might end up throwing it in a box. Um, honestly, um, if it wasn't for the Tomb Raider games on there, I don't know. Well, Maybe the Tomb Raider will be on Game Pass. Well, I mean, then you'll never. I mean, you'll hold on to that just in <laughs> case there's ever a Tomb Raider 
game or anything else new coming out with Tomb Raider. Uh, I love the Tomb Raider games. They're so good. Okay. All right. I think I think we got to. I mean, it's, we've had some great convo, but we haven't even got to our main topic yet. So let's, we've got uh, a main topic. Let's head there. Let's do it. the stairs in the corner of the basement of the house half a block down the street from Jerry's bait shop. You know the place. Well, anyway, back then life was going swell and everything was just... Alright, so this week we're going to talk about a little topic called replayability. So what makes a game replayable that makes you want to come back for more post-credits, before-credits, all of that. We're going to get into that in a second. But John, why don't you give us a little bit of a definition of what a uh, replayable game is. Yeah, when we came up with this topic, it was like very important that we talk about strictly what it is, because I think a lot of people have different definitions. So here's the definition. I, I pulled it off the internet, um, changed it a little bit. Here's the definition we're going by. Replayability is a video game's potential for continued play value after its first completion, including unlocking extra characters or items, unlocking achievements, finding secrets or discovering alternate endings, or playing it all over from the beginning. Um, Who would do that, John? (laughs) And I I think there's people that do everything, and we'll get into that. Um, But I wanted to kind of put together just a little list of what I think Mm -hmm. are things that make games replayable. Um, Besides all these things up here, right? Yeah, finding secrets, great. But that doesn't mean that you, the game is replayable if it, you know, if it sucks, right? So, yeah. so here's what I captured, and I'd love to know what you think of this list mm-hmm. of things that make games replayable. So for the first one, it has to be fun, right? You, you're not going to continue playing a game or play it all over again unless it's fun. It's got to be fun. Um, I think it has to be able to capture all those little extras really well. Um, it has to have, like, you know, maybe you see a screen that has, like, 20 characters and 10 of them are unlocked and the other ones are shadowed out where you want to fill in that box and get that mm-hmm. get that completion stuff. So it needs to do that well. Um, the achievements for the game can't be impossible. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but if you see an achievement that's like, whoa, I'm never doing that. Yeah, I'm never yeah, yeah. playing, you know, play Xenoblade Chronicles all the way to, through without dying. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. So then you don't want to do anything else, right? That makes the game less replayable because you know you'll never 100% the thing. You want the the extra things in the game, the characters, the extra items, to not just be like, you found this, but also be like, oh, you found this character. Now you can play as this character, right? Or you found this really cool gun. Now you can use this gun. I think that helps it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's interesting, unofficial challenges. So these are things that are not in the game. Um, so, for example, the, I think the best example is the Nuzlocke channel, uh, challenge on Pokemon. Right. Where you play the game and there's these strict set of rules and there's different like kinds of rules. Um, There's more than one Nuzlocke challenge. Um, But like I know a lot of them are like you can only find one Pokemon in each area and that's it. If you find another one, you have to drop it like that sort of thing. So um, playing with unofficial rules that that people challenge you to Um, a lot of times in Metroidvanias, a map which helps you to identify where you've been. So, like, if you're trying to find every little nook and cranny in a Metroidvania, it's really helpful to know which areas you're missing, you know, uh, the, the, the room map is not mm-hmm. complete. And you go, oh, I need to go there and check that out. If you don't get a map at all, you could just sit there running in circles for days. So, yeah. it's not so exciting. 
Um, levels that are short enough to replay. If you're trying to get like three stars in a level, mm-hmm. it helps that that level is fairly short. And then uh, alternate stories. So um, just that's kind of like different endings or whatever. But sometimes if you play a game a second time, um, I have some examples of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is changes up. So yeah, I, think, yeah. I think this is like a nice list of, and I'm sure there's more. Um, and anybody, if anybody knows any more, they want to like you know shout out us and just go right to our channel so, on the Discord. So I'll add, I'll add a couple. So mm-hmm. some, some yeah. off the top of my head, right? So I think a replayability factor is definitely um, the length of a game, right? I think there's a lot of people listening, and probably yourself too. And I know for myself, I probably play through um, Mario Brothers one, two, and three every two years or maybe even every year because they're short, right? You can beat Super Mario World 1 in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a fun game just – and and I think the replayability of it is, is that it's short, right? I don't have to go invest multiple days or multiple sit-downs. I should just say, you know what? I want to play Super Mario and I'm just going to sit here and play it till I beat it. Right. So for me, that is a replayability. Um, one of the more recent ongoing games, which I want to kind of talk about briefly because – what would you consider something like Fortnite? Um, I personally mm-hmm. was very... I, I don't want to even say I was obsessed because I, I probably put only like 120 hours in, but I loved Paladins. I was a big fan of Paladins. And it's not necessarily even these battle passes or anything, which is a replayability factor if you think about it, right? Because every, I don't know, month or every couple of months they reset and now it's... It's you're going back in to replay it more. I know it's kind of new content, but it's also just that I want to make, like you said, my character look different or look cool or simply just the fun of it. Right. Um, and I think that leads into my other point where um, online or, or even couch op type game sessions. Right. So replayability for a perfect example would be Mario Kart. Right. Look at Mario Kart and. I still boot up Mario Kart to play with my kids. Um, Mario Party, same type of thing. Um, you know, I know you uh, you guys are big fans of, um, what the hell's the name of it? The, the cooking... Overcooked. Overcooked. Um, yeah. so, so stuff like that as well, where you start t- talking about, um, you know, playing with others, <laughs> whether it's online or, or, or in your own house. But so, so for me... I think that brings the big replayability factor because it's no secret the way uh, the way I game, John. I am I am a strict. Um, I play almost one game at a time, and I kind of play through. I complete it, and then I don't really ever go back to it anymore. You know, like yeah. you know, that's just how I I always have been because I want to I want to play the next game right. So I don't yeah. want to. I mean. I feel I feel like like see like when you like an example like Paladins and Mario Kart, I I think the replayability there is the fun, right? You're you're playing it over and over and over because you have fun playing it's, it. That's true. But those games don't have real endings either. Um, at least I'm not sure about Paladins, but like Mario Kart no, doesn't have don't. an ending. Neither right. of them do. Right. So I think that's what makes a game replayable. I mean, Mario Party, I guess you technically could roll credits, but um, yes, it does have a campaign, but but it's. It but is. It's, it's a board game, right? It's like it's there to be Correct. played over and over. Whereas, you know, I think it's playing a game to the credits is almost like playing it to, and the game is not dictating that like now you're done, but like it's 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 really kind of like playing to when the game says I'm done because it's showing me the credits. 
but there's so many games that have entire worlds like think of all the super like super mario 3d world was like that you roll credits and then there's other worlds like let alone levels like whole worlds so at what point are you not done with that game and and maybe we're talking about completionism a little bit too much well we could uh, we could uh, we are and you look yeah. back at like that that's a good example that was the dragon quest 11 right i mean i beat the game but right. you and jesse went on to spend another 50 hours after i beat it Right, because I don't think that game ends at the credits. That game ends way later. Um, if you don't, if you stop at the credits, you miss like massive parts of the story. And I, I feel like that game was so long they wanted to get their credit roll in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's kind of like an injustice to stop there. But like, even I mean, like, you usually with games like that, I stop at the credits. Um, I might go back and maybe dabble with some side quests, mm-hmm. but then I usually get bored. But like that was one where it was like, oh, the story where like, they gripped so, you so here's immediately my problem right away. With replayability, right? You know, you could look at a game like Celeste or or any type of mm. even Overcooked, where you have games that you you get a grade or you get stars for completing a level, right? Mm-hmm. So you could look at it as I one star every level and I beat the game. Yep. It comes down to, and I know I, I know we're repeating ourselves here, but it comes down to what benefit do I get by going back and replaying? Is it, again, is it the fun and enjoyment or is it just, I compl- I know this, do I just, I completed it if I did all three stars? So what, what is my I, I, motivation, I guess you could I, say, right? So I have you a good, like, I have a good example of this and I can't recall if I, I, I did it, but, um, <laughs> the, that game, the stretchers, right? It was a, mm-hmm. a Nintendo published game. It came out a few months ago. I played that game with my uh, my kids, and I thought it would be better than it was. And I remember playing it, going, "God, it's kind of boring." Like it was, it was boring. I really wasn't enjoying it. And then we got to the end of the game, and I was like, "Ah, oh, God, we got it. Rolled credits, done, right?" But like, I started looking at, it, and the way they did their achievement system, it was like a book. So in the in the game, the mayor gives you a book. And you open up the book and there's all these things and it's like, oh, there's 20 street signs and 20 bulletin boards and 50 of this and all that. And then you realize these are your achievements. And suddenly, as soon as I beat that game, that's when I felt like it got better because then I wanted to try to finish this book. And I was like playing that game. I was trying. I remember trying to force my kids to like play with me. Mm -hmm. Oh, Sebastian doesn't want to play with me. Melody, play with me, you know? Yep. And then eventually I figured out that you could play with two joy cons. There was like, there was a control set for one player where you controlled both of the people in the game. Cause there's two characters mm-hmm. and man, I just got so addicted to that game for like four or five days trying to get every little thing. And I can tell you there wasn't a, I don't think there was any reward for doing everything, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to find all the hats. I just wanted to, uh, to do everything in the book for no reason. I mean, literally once <laughs> I finished it, it was going to be like, okay, you're done. Yeah, but I just did. So like even in that case, a lot of these things that make a game replayable in that case, it was just that they just very clearly articulated what it was left in the game. And I was just so curious to drive around um, that the credits don't stop you if you're having so much fun. Right. I mean, like, no, I, get, so I think you. if it's a story and you get credits and you're like, oh, the story's over. Now everything else is just some nonsensical side quest or finding a secret. I can see how that might not be interesting, but there's so many well, games where, yeah. like you, men- you mentioned Celeste too, right? Like yeah. you 
get to the end, the story is over, right? That the mm-hmm. story's done. But all those strawberries you missed, right? Like they eat at me. Like I try to go to sleep at night and the strawberries are like, hey, there's a little strawberry in the top corner of that screen that you couldn't get. You weren't good enough. And you're like, no, I'm going to get you strawberry. So see, and, go, and, 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 and I'm going to leave with this final thought because my feeling is. Final thought. I've got a thousand more thoughts. Well, my final thought. <laughs> um, you know, th- those those just don't matter to me as replayability. I consider a replayable game, like I said, something that's going to give you a brand new experience um, or interaction with other people for the every times you need, right? So whether it is Mario Party, whether it is Mario Kart, whether it is a Paladins or Fortnite, those are going to be unique experiences every time you play the game. Now, you might be playing the same mini games you might be going to hide in the same you know house that you always go to in Fortnite. um you might be racing your favorite tracks but it's it's a new experience with new laughs um you know different places you're going to finish in and that to me is what will always make a game replayable um story driven games in my eyes um are not a replayable game yeah and that, that's what makes me not like those games, because I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over with no progression. Um, but I, I do play. I play. I still play Mario Kart to this day. I, I get it. But like a game like um, like Fire Emblem, Three Houses, right? Like they set that one up so that you can choose between three different schools. But I don't think that's a replayability factor. I think oh. that's just an extended storyline. No, right? it's I mean- not. It's it's. Oh. You're you get three different schools. They have three different sets of characters. They all have their own unique abilities. And yeah. so like the first time I played through, I played through with the with the, uh, so, the black, so the black eagles. How yeah. long does it take to do one playthrough? Oh, a playthrough can be pretty long. I think the my first playthrough was like 45 hours or so or 40. Um, yeah. But I think successive playthroughs, even though you, you don't have any you, you do have some continuing stats but I think what it is is, like, when I played that the second time, so I did Black Eagles first, and then I did the Blue Lions second, I spent less time in the school and kind of rushed through some of that stuff a little See, bit more. So, so in my eyes, mm-hmm. that game is just, it's a 100-hour game, and it's breaking mm-hmm. it up into three mini versions with some overlapping content. That's all it's doing. That's not a replayable game in my eyes. I think... I think that's a misnomer. I think you can play through with the school. You play through with the school you prefer, right? Like you might not want to play. It's like picking your character in a game. You, you know, if you played Skyrim, you wouldn't say playing through it with one character and then having to play through with like a magic character is required, right? The no, thing about just... Fire Emblem is you have different characters and the story does change. They have a, every school has a unique story, mostly in the second half of the game when you hit the flip in the middle. Um, yeah. And then, you know, DLC is a whole other thing, but you can play that game through three times and experience a different story from different perspectives. It's not the same story either. You're not overlapping the story. The story's kind of different. Um, but, like, that's a game where, you know, I've played it through twice and I still have a third school that I haven't played with and I'm going to play it again. So, I mean, it, that's the replayability of it. There's some people that played it, it one time. You is know. it replayability if it's just different content? But it's replayability because a lot of the content is the same. Like, especially in the beginning, you're playing the same battles. 
you're just instead of this school doing this battle, this school does this battle. That's so even more it, of a scam. It does get a little redundant. Like the third time through, it'd be like, oh, I'm playing this fight again. But I don't think you want to play them back to back to back. I, I took a few months off. I came back to it, loved my second playthrough. And then I'm going to play this one, you know, down the road, maybe in fall. Um, so it won't be so, you know, redundant. But that that game had great. I'll tell you, the game that has a great replayability because I've been playing it in the last two weeks is Into the Breach, which last episode I said is now my favorite game of all time. Um, but the thing that makes the game so replayable because it's a roguelike Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 pick so an army. It's an interesting topic, right? For replayability, right? And I don't think they all have replayability. Correct. I can name you some games that I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't want to play through. But this game, you pick. You have you have a, a three mech team, and you play through it, and then you roll credits once, right? I actually rolled credits fairly quickly. I remember when I played, and okay, you've rolled credits. So are you done playing Into the Breach? Well. There's all these other mech teams that have completely different skill sets, totally different. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I want to try it with this weird team. I had a team that like didn't do any direct attacks. It just shoved robots around, you know, and then they have achievements and they outline them so well. And one of the best parts about Into the Breach is when you do an achievement, you don't it doesn't just like light it up and say you did it. It gives you a it gives you a gold coin and that gold coin becomes currency for unlocking other mech teams. And I'm at a point in the game now where I have done every achievement in the game. I mean, like it's taken a while. I've did every achievement in the game. I've unlocked all the teams. But there is this one extra team that I think it's called like the secret team. And you need 25 more coins to unlock it. And I'm at like eight um, and I that's so even though I've played through, I've rolled credits a dozen times, I'm still playing it because I want to unlock that secret team. That's it. And then all the there's three achievements for each team. There's just so much to do. And the game is just so much fun to play. OK, so you only have 55 hours into it. That's not bad. I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting a lot more, too. I'm going to probably get to 75 at some point because I just keep getting back to it. Mm-hmm. But like Binding of Isaac, like there's people that love. Don't get me wrong. There's people that love Binding of Isaac and play it over and over and over again. The day I roll credits on that game, which will probably never happen, mm-hmm. I'm not playing it again because now you're saying that you are running through the game again with the randomness, right? There's going to be some different weapons and different this and that. And for some piece of reason, that's I mean, for some people, that's fun. But like to me, that's not fun to me. I wouldn't play that game through again. But a game like Into the Breach, I will play over and over and over because you have these very specific mech teams that you need to do and these achievements you're trying to hit. And but let me I, ask you this. The, the, regardless of what mech team you are. Yeah. Are the battles and the story and the maps all the same in the same order? The no, well the, the maps and the the objectives are all totally random, right? But they're uh, themed, like enter the dungeon, right? I mean you still have a theme floor, you have a themed number or no. Yeah, I mean the levels, there's certain patterns to the levels, like, oh, this is a level that has more water and you gotta destroy yeah, yeah, the dam yeah. and stuff like that. But the mech teams fight so incredibly differently. Um, sometimes some of the teams are all about firepower. Some of them are about pushing. Some of them need to line up the enemies more. There's just like, they're so different. It's like a, 
they literally like it could almost be like a sequel to the game because it you play it so right. differently. And that's what I find replayable about it is that it's just so different. Um, but then, you know, Sayonara Wild Hearts is a game where it's the same songs. Nothing's different at all. And it's just playing through and trying to get some of the more difficult achievements. And because the game's so much fun, I'm willing to do it. But I don't think that's it's not going to unlock factor. It's replayable because it's so much fun and you want to unlock everything. But I will get nothing from it. Like if I get the gold, the last thing I need to do is get gold on the you only get one life. You have to basically run through the entire game without dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just annoying. That's kind of an impossible achievement. And I don't see, know if I, I'll ever do. That. See, I so I, I think that we have pretty different opinions on this replayability factor. Right. Where I don't, I don't think we disagree on what's replayable. I think we disagree on what compels us to replay a game. Like I, think we, I, I, I agree. I think we each have our own opinions, and I think we could have guessed this before we've been doing this episode on the games we play and the time we spend on games. I, 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 I agree, but I'd be curious to see what other people are. So maybe to put up a Twitter poll tomorrow and, and say, yeah. and, and try to word it some way. And um, I hate to say Drew and John, because if you have to listen to the episode to understand the question, but definitely in a sense where what does replayability mean to you? You know, is it, is it? No, you know, I want to know. I want to know what games people people replay. Like, what's the game that you just keep coming back to? Um, I think because I because I think no matter what you but you think have a lot of like story driven games that you play and then you beat. Like that's those are the right. type of I mean even Fire Emblem, um, Into the Breach. Those are all games that you start at point A and you get to point Z and the game's over. Right. Well, my yes my no. vision is not that. Yeah, In no Mario I, Kart, I Paladins, that. Mario Party, um, Clubhouse games. Those are all games in my as a replayability that that you can't beat from A to Z. I right, get you have no different game. ways to play them, but to right. me, it's still that's not a replayable game in my eyes. I am shocked the you're still playing Mario Party. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, not really uh, that much. Yeah. But if my my daughter asks me to play all the time, and I usually just say no to uh, the, an asshole. Let's do the raft. Let's do the raft. Yeah, that's what she wants to freaking do. <laughs> I got she a question today. for you, Drew. She begged me okay. today, Daddy. Can we play Mario Kart? I'm just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel I'm a terrible. I feel father. bad. It's I feel terrible. bad, but it's like I'd rather like I was like, let's play clubhouse games, you know, let's do that. Yeah. But yeah, so I, got got? Couple, I got a, I got a couple games for you that I, I just wanted to talk about before we moved on. Yeah. Um, are they replayable to you? And I think the big one here is Breath of the Wild. Um, I know I know people on NVC that have like, ah, I'm doing my fourth playthrough of Breath of the Wild. And as much as I want to be like, yes, that game is one, one of my favorite games ever and all that stuff. I have never replayed that game. I finished it in like whatever, whenever the DLC finished that first year. I've never started again. I don't see how you can start again, um, even in hard mode. So is that a game that you have replayed or would ever replay? No, I, I no. would. I would never pl- replay that game, period. Like, so hard, what like, I what I said, I went back to earlier. One of my replayability factors is time. Yeah. So how long does it take to to replay that type of game? If you include the DLC, it's it's gonna be a lot. Yeah. So I I don't ever see a point. Don't get me wrong. 
love the game. It's phenomenal. Top right. game, top 10, sure. Right. But I don't ever need to replay that. It's too long of a game. I mean, you look at games everyone's talking about right now, like Mario Sunshine and Mario 64 and all these other Mario games that are remade, and you're like, are you going to replay it? Right. That's the key word tonight, replay. And it's like, um, you know, maybe, you know, you, some of those games you'd beat in like maybe 20 hours. So maybe if there's nothing else to play, but if I'm going to spend 25 hours on a game, would I rather play a game that I've never played before? Because what is that re- replayability factor for those old Mario games? They're great games. They're fun games. I've played them. I've beat them. What's I, my could, I could play a Mario Sunshine because I've forgotten so much of that game. See, a I, lot I, of it played was still that, new. I played that a few years ago. I busted out the yeah. GameCube and, and played through the entire game, and I beat it. Could Loved you, it. W- would right. you would you play Breath of the Wild like twenty years from now? Like if you 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 know you're you're an older guy, you find this box in the basement, you open it up, oh it's the switch, and you see Breath of the Wild, and you know, you know your kids are mid twenties, like would you play like would you say nope I've beat this game twenty years ago, uh, or would you be like you know what I'm gonna play that again? You know, I think I think um, it was good while it lasted. Wow. You know, I, 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 it's just those games. I mean, you got to think a hundred, 120 hour game is for an average person, right? I mean, if you're playing only one or two hours a day, and that's a lot for people, right? One or two hours a day is a lot of people, a lot of time. That's like a four month game. If you played it an hour or two every day. Yeah. So for four months, if I'm pl- if I only have an hour or two a day to play, and I am I gonna spend the next four months playing no other video games? You know, that's a third of a year. I know, but it's a special game. That's the thing. It's special. It was special. Yeah. It's still special. It's still a, special. It's special in a part of a part it needs to be. But um, I'll tell you, part of me wants to replay the game again. Um, I I think oh I should just do hard mode. Let me let me take on the challenge of hard mode, but. I think hard mode changes the game so much you know that I don't think I would enjoy it. I'm going to say uh, it because mm-hmm. I, I love Breath of the Wild, but I'm going to say it. Breath of the Wild was an amazing game. It was lackluster in a few spots. The, the shrines were okay. The, 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 whatever you call the dungeons or the, what were the, the, like the elephant and all those things. Oh, right, right. Yep. Those like, I almost dreaded going to them. <laughs> but they weren't enjoyable to me. I don't want to turn this into a Breath of the Wild review show, but um, let me just throw the second game at you real quick. Skyrim. You played Skyrim, right? I did. I didn't complete it because I oh. I, I just couldn't get through it. It was uh, okay. Not, it, it was dated. It was dated. Okay. I so I played through Skyrim once. I was not like blown away by it, and then pretty soon after, I actually played it again. Um. I wanted to experience it. I picked a different character and whatever. And I know a lot of people that play through Skyrim over and over and over and over again. Right. And then there's some people that play 500 hours of it on one character. Right. But like, that's a game where I don't understand replaying because you have to play through this main quest and you can ignore the main quest in the game, but there's still a whole bunch of things you need to do that are just required to do. Just like the Witcher. Like if you try to replay Mm -hmm. the Witcher, you have this main quest that you just have to do. And that's the stuff that kind of kills me with that. Sort of like, I want to replay Skyrim again and just try to do something totally different. But man, mm-hmm. you're going to get the same little things in the beginning, the same opening sequence, blah, 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 blah. You know, and the same thing with Breath of the Wild, too. So um, the other problem with those games are, too, is you start looking at it like 
you know sometimes like oh i have to go do this this or that to get this this really good weapon but you're like do i want to do that again or do i want to try a new road or or a different path and a different get different weapon so it's like you want to go your familiarity but you also want to deviate to try a new experience you know yeah yeah it's it's a tricky balance yeah those type of games i i think it's definitely unique for everybody uh some games will you know want deserve more replayability than others i think it's interesting to see what kinds of games people find replayable and then like you some people hit the credits and they just move on uh i agree it's it's definitely um an interesting topic so why don't we try to put maybe two questions out there for everyone you know one just let us hear what your games are and then let's see if me and you can talk offline and try to find a way to word it where you know do you prefer this type or that type yeah but um i think we have some questions this week right Let's get to we we got some interesting questions here. So we let's, do. let's let's get let's over there. Let's see what we got waiting you for believe us. It. And somehow in the middle of it all, the phone got knocked off the hook. And twenty seconds later, I heard a familiar voice. And you know what it said? I'll tell you what it said. It said, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. If you'd like to make a call. All right, we have some questions, and the first question that comes to us comes from a very, very popular person. Yeah, okay, there yeah, we go. What's a Switch game you wish you were better at, maybe even elite in, but aren't, and why? And this question comes to us from me. Drew, what's a game that is on the Switch that you wish you were really freaking good at? You know, John, as um, the Drunicorns are the defending champs in the Monthly Mayhem. Oh, God. There's not much I need or wish uh, since we are defending champions. But, you know, I don't know. I, I thought about this question a lot over the last few days. I thought about it in the shower, thought about it on my car ride, stayed awake in bed thinking about it. And, um, you know, I don't have a great answer. I'm happy with my gaming skills as they are. And... Um, I don't know. I there was nothing that jumped out at me. Hmm. You know. Yeah. I. You know. Maybe Mario Kart. Maybe Mario Party. Paladins. You just mentioned these games. Could you be elite in them? Would you? Would you? If you were elite in Paladin, if you woke up tomorrow and a genie said that you are now elite in Paladins, would you go play Paladins or would you be like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. I just think you're, eh. Hmm. I, I, I don't know if I want to be like that good at a video game. <laughs> I, I've i got a couple games. Um, well, what about you? Yeah. What, what, yeah. Uh... I, I've been wanting to get back into some of these older games um, this past week, and I started to a little bit. Splatoon, um, specific, not, not Splatoon, but like specifically Salmon Run. Um, I really wanted to play through Salmon Run some more. Um, I never really understood like the prize system and how it all worked. I watched a video on it, and uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be playing a lot more Salmon Run. So I wish I was really good at Salmon Run, but the, the game, I think, for me is Rocket League. I, I watched a, a video of a guy who was just like an elite play, elite, talented Rocket League player, and just watching people just coast into the sky, you know, because it's a game where you're a car and you speed around, and most basic players, new players, just drive around on the floor playing soccer. 
But mm-hmm. like as you get better, you start to get more air and you start jumping in, controlling your car in the air. And it's really tough. Um, yep. And I try to do better at it. But like seeing people understand, oh, the ball is at this point. I'm going to come around and hit it and knock it instead of just like racing to the ball and just trying to like punt it from wherever you are into the goal. Um, I really wish I was a much better Rocket League player. I probably never will. Um, but it is a game where you can practice a lot. The games are shorter and it's easy to kind of jump in, jump out. Um, I can see myself starting to play some more Rocket League, but I really wish I was like an elite player. That That's my game. Huh. Um, we got so we got a bunch of answers. We got a lot of people answering this question in the channel. Um, yeah. I won't run through everybody's response, but I will run through the games that they mentioned. So um, third strongest mole uh, said Tetris 99. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to win it one time, really. Um, Neo Prime 33, that's Tim. Um, he just in general wants to be better at first person shooters. Uh, he specifically mentioned Call of Duty Battlefield. I don't know what those games are. They don't exist on the Switch. Um, <laughs> oh, I wonder if they're on Game Pass, though. Hmm. Oh, John. And Fortnite, uh, another game that looks better on Xbox. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, I think a lot of people believe that. I mean, it, being really good at one first first person shooter usually translates to others. Um, that would be a nice one. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce him, but Mancher PJP um, said Smash Brothers, which I think is <laughs> obvious mm. if you're a Nintendo player. Block Fort went with Splatoon 2. Quite surprisingly, I've never really heard him talk about it much. But um, Maybe that's why. He sucks yeah, at it. He sucks. He it better. I mean, he sucks at most games. He sucks wow. at Animal Crossing, I've heard, then too. Then you just lost his vote. <laughs> Daniel, welcome to join uh, Drew's Clues. <laughs> um, Super Nintendo. he also went with Tetris 99. And Marty also went with Splatoon 2. Also surprising. Um but uh, yeah, no, I think all of these games are actually expected. Maybe some of the people uh, might might have surprised me a little bit. But um, yeah, I think it'd be great to be really, really good at a game. Um, I just don't want to play a game for 2000 hours to do that. Um, I just want it to be nice. granted that, yeah. to me. <laughs> um, but I don't I, know if you could put all the hours in the world. Does it make you mean that you're going to be good at it? You'll be better at it. Uh, well, I have you, a friend. Under, I have a friend under, who's at like twelve hundred hours in Splatoon two, so he's oh. going to be better than me because um, he's played so much Splatoon well, I two. Think, I think what that does is it makes you understand the mechanics of the game. You you see a weapon, you know what that weapon does. You know the maps inside out. I I yeah. do agree that time will naturally, even if your hand eye coordination doesn't change or anything like that, you're just yeah. going to know the game better. Agreed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, question here um this comes from bobzilla yeah good name uh i bought the game a while ago and i'm still trying to get into it what do you guys like best about witcher 3 uh drew why don't you uh why don't you start i mean i think it's obvious there's there's naked chits everywhere but um (laughs) besides that you can go to a brothel and interact with all the different naked women in any way you can imagine um the game itself for me that I loved was absolutely the theme in, right? So it was that Witcher, uh, gloomy, dark world where you could kind of do a lot of side quests, right? So I think for me, what's really kept me active, which is also your, your worst enemy because it lengthens the game, is some of the side quests are phenomenal. Like go hunt a werewolf or go down the well and, and, and find out what, why it's being poisoned with uh, the water's being poisoned or did you do the one where you have to get the goat and with the bell? 
I did. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I, I did a lot of the side quests early. And, and maybe that's what hurt me. Maybe. Um, I mean, you I, had a lot of length. Out. I mean, you definitely you well, definitely had a lot of length doing all those side quests. Well, you know, you know, but I think I think it also burns you out. Right. Um, yeah. Because then you want to get done with the storyline. And um, but I think, again, what 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 I really liked best, what I and I said it earlier with Aldino Blade is is the world to explore and um, I think the side quests were were fun. There there are some weaknesses that we've talked about in many of episodes, so I don't need to get into it. But um, just the theming of the world and uh, the concept of the game is what I enjoyed the most. What about you? Okay. Um, yeah, Witcher Witcher Three is like the opposite of Xenoblade, right? The side quests are incredible. They're all so unique. You don't feel like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to I got to get this little enemy or whatever. There's just a story. There's voice acting behind every side quest. Um, there's a million of them, which I think is overwhelming. Too much. Um, but this, it, the story is so rich. You just never get bored of like going here, doing this. There's always some good reward. Um, you might get laid. Like there's always that hope every time. Like you're going to see something you didn't expect to see. Um, so I really loved it. Um it's a game that I would like to play through again and try to 100% and do every single side quest. But then every time I say I want to do that, I think about it and go, ugh. Like, ugh, there's so many things I'd have to redo. And one of the things I didn't like about that, just to bring it a little back to replayability, is there's mm-hmm. a bunch of quest side quests in that game that you can fail and you never get a chance at again. And I don't really like that. I wish I could go back and go back to my save file and just do every other side quest. But sometimes they, because of the story and those side quests have such story, they, the side quests, they fail because, well, you can't play it again because this character is dead now, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, but definitely a couple years from now, I want to play through the Witcher three again and try to 100% it. If oh, a side God. quest fails, I'm going to like reload a save file and I'm going to do it. Maybe on my Xbox one X. Um, it's a great ability. I so I'll say to Bobzilla, absolutely. If you have not played this game, absolutely play this game. Um, it's incredible. You'll you'll have a blast. Just play it. It's 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 yeah. like nothing else you've played. It's great. It is it is a, it is a great game. Um, you got to fight through certain parts, but um, it's worth it. I it's totally worth it. I I never never had a bad moment. I never fell asleep playing it. I never like I always enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, last question here, and we can't get through a show without a question from Blockfort, um, usually involving genitalia. So here we go. Uh, what's your preferred method of birth control? And what do you think Nintendo characters use? Um, let's start with you, Drew, personally. Mm. Um, if you'd like to share, uh, sure. I mean, I, I know I, you're a modest guy. Oh yeah, very modest. Um, you know, so uh, what is your preferred? What should we uh, say? If your preferred method is maybe not necessarily what you actually use, so if that's different, um, I mean, I'm very happy with the method we use. Okay. So, um, I mean, I have to do zero stuff, which is the best part. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I don't even know what it's called. I think uh, IUD. Oh um, right, right, right. So easy for me, no work, doesn't require me to wear anything, do anything, no snipping. Um, you know, snipping is always something that comes up and you think about it in your back of your mind. But I mean, there's something about someone just, you know, qu- quoted, cutting my balls where um, 
you know, I'm not a fan of. But um, IUD, IUD weren't, weren't so far, and knocked on wood there. But um, it you know makes it makes it so you don't have to put anything else involved. You know. Yeah. I think. Um... Yeah, I think I mean you're you're yeah you're living that dream I guess. Um, I, I am. I the thing about the thing about contraception is like it's just it's not it's not a hundred percent and that always bugs me. Like Nothing oh is. this is ninety eight percent and this and it's like okay so if I don't want to get my wife pregnant. Um, I'm gonna do something that has ninety eight percent. So it's like I still have to mentally prepare for if something were to happen. Um, and that's what scares me uh, about, I think, all contraception, though. Um, so you double up, right? I mean, that's an option. <laughs> I've never done that. I've, yeah, I have I have heard of that. Um, that's Well, I mean, I, when I weird... say double up, I'm, I mean... Do, do, <laughs> do... <laughs> Time oh, it's not, it's not two ladies? Oh, I see it's, what you're saying. It's not two ladies. It's, it's, it's not... You and, a, and an accessory. What I mean is two methods of birth right, control. Exactly. And let me rewind for a minute. I do use two methods. I use the IUD, mm-hmm. but I also use the pull-out method because okay. there's nothing like a nice pull-out method. Um, you could get a little shanty with it, and it can also, uh, you know, prevent a baby. Right. So um, that is again, that's never a hundred percent because you still have the fact that you, you don't get it all pulled out. You don't have the the fact where the IUD doesn't work. So, but to me, I feel like at least I'm double dipping there a little bit. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Pardon the pun there. That yeah, it, it's more, it's more like it's like it's really like triple because then there's like you know taking the shower afterwards, right? Um, <laughs> I want that. Yeah, no, nope. I'm not. It's not happening. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, yeah, and and uh, Blockfort uh, said he is a condom guy, by the way. Um, but he's that's snip- my choice, though. He's snip curious. Yeah, <laughs> he was looking into the little snippy snip until the uh, stupid COVID nineteen came. You hear and- about the new method that they like have this electric gun that they just shoot your balls. Yeah, you know, I'm not against that, actually. I'm not I mean, against it. It but... makes me cringe. Like, just when you described it before, I was just like, you know, I'm cringing in my seat, as yeah. I think most people are. But, like, you know, I mean, like, it's 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 effective. And, you know, I'd rather do that than, you know, with condoms, you know, it kind of it interferes with the whole the whole process. And, you know, it's it's kind yeah, of a mood killer sometimes. But I mean, uh, here's the thing with condoms. I feel like a condom is something like, it shouldn't be your wife. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Does that sound weird? I think that, of a condom and I just think yes. it was like, oh, that was like, you know, you're a kid. It's easy. Nobody has to know because it's like, you know, but once you're into like birth control, like the what the, the, the female knows and like, then maybe their parents know if they're young. Condom was always just the easy thing. You go to the store, you buy a, you buy some and that's it. Done. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other the other ones are definitely like, you know, the pill. IUD and you know those kind of like those are more ideal but like yeah if you were if you weren't married right you would yeah. probably be wearing a condom like you know the, the girl could say oh I I, yeah. I use the pill or whatever and I'd be like yeah just, I'll oh, wear the condom yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah 100% I mean and, and and I get it and it's different for every female I mean um, everyone reacts differently so you right. have to you know keep them in mind Exactly. Yeah, I'm at I'm at a point in life where I don't need to use any contraception. 
Danny. So um, I'll let you use your imagination on that one. But I, I'll tell you I, what, it's a good time. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm waiting for Dan to ask like a question about. Oh no no, we need to talk about the Nintendo characters. So, I don't even know where to start. So okay, Donkey like, I'll, Kong. I mean, I you will, always said it all straight to Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. I don't think they make condoms big enough. <laughs> I mean, plus it's is it furry? Can I ask a question? Do, sure. The Witcher. Okay, so like. I don't want to spoil but this he for doesn't Bob. give a shit. He just probably plants his seed and all the people and gets the hell out of dodge. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Bobzilla, like you might want to skip a minute ahead, but um, I like I banged Triss and I said I was going to move in with her and we we're going to move away and whatever. And then like an hour of gameplay later, I was banging Kira Metz. Right. And I'm just like, what an asshole. Like he <laughs> he professes his love to Triss. And then he's banging a witch an hour later. Like, what the hell? Man, he's and the so it, he's, he's not using protection. No, he's um, planting his seed. Did you know? Did you notice like during the intermit, like the, the loading scenes, it says witchers and witches do um, cannot procreate. Like they say that. So basically they're like saying, don't worry, there's not going to be like witcher Triss baby. I kind of um, wish there were, though. Yeah, but there's STDs. You know, it's like, oh, man, does Tris know about this? You know, and then I banged the, the uh, what's her face? Yennefer. So well, I'll like... tell you what. I planted my seed in every single whore in uh, the brothel. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I pretty they like to seconds. go by a sex worker, Drew. I went back for <laughs> seconds on some of them. So it's like I did the one, one shit that steals your money. Oh, I only did one of them. I did every one. Um, what was your favorite? Sex. I know this isn't part of the question, but well, you didn't go all the way through the game. Um, I, de- I I'll tell you what the Kira Met scene. Is I wait. Well, time out. Before. I completed the game. The game was to have sets with Tris. I did that, John. <laughs> you didn't that, even reach the credits. You just reached. It did it. Climaxed. I, I climaxed. <laughs> I climaxed. All right. <laughs> you should, if you ever play the game again, go for the Kira Metz, uh, um no. those quests. That's pretty, that's, that got pretty hot. And there was like some that were pretty lame. Um, I, I can't remember some of the exact names on some of these characters, but I know like the brothel I felt was like a little kind of tame. Yennefer was was pretty good. Um, the sex scene in the DLC of Hearts of Stone, I think that was like the best one. That was pretty hardcore. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the Witcher we're saying just doesn't he doesn't need anything. Um, so we're back to Donkey Kong now, like assuming condoms are, you know, just too small. Is he like only kidnapping women that are on birth control? Uh, he might he may have gotten snipped so he can just go bang around left and right. Uh, I don't know. He's too manly that he's going to like Dr. Dr. Mario, Dr. Mario. You got to make an appointment with Dr. Mario. He's all, he's all dressed up like a doctor. And he's like, you look familiar. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the true. That is what Dr. Mario is made for. He's that's his true identity. He is there to snip. <laughs> uh, is there, is there anybody else in this universe? I'm staring at my amiibos now going, who would be an interesting person? What about the Animal Crossing characters? Do you think? I feel like they just like hatch from an egg. They don't even have sets. 
Someone just plants them. It's like the storts. The storts bring the Animal Crossing people. You know, this is a good question. Let's sit. We're going to stick this one back on you, Dan. Dan, are the Animal Crossing characters born from eggs or from sexual intercourse? Uh, well, I guess answer. I guess it's always intercourse, right? Uh, born from a womb or born from eggs or born some other way? That's our question for the Dad Crossing guys. We're going to have to submit that from, from dads to dad crossing next episode. Yes. How does, how does Animal Crossing, yeah, procreate? We should do maybe, a, maybe like it's a like dad crossing after Park, dark. Where they like are, you know, oh, created DNA. That's possible. That's possible. I mean, there's, there's weird animals and shit. So that could be the answer. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. I hmm. think so. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, good question, Dan. <laughs> do you have anything Drew? else? I don't have anything else. Why don't you wrap this episode up? I will wrap this up. And as always, we have to thank the Nintendo dads for whatever reason. Thinking it was a great idea for let us to do this amazing Dad After Dark show and be part of the Nintendo dads family of podcasts. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the Dad After Dark show on all of your favorite podcast feed. Right, We're on them all. CastBot, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. Um, and if you have not um, signed up to be a Patreon of Nintendo Dads, uh, we have our own private channel over there. So you have to go sign up, go to Nintendo Dads Patreon, sign up as $1 a month. And that $1 a month is worth the admission for us alone. Because John and I are the life of the party, folks. And what that $1 is going to get you is going to give us um, your private chat with the Dads of the Dark channel in their Discord. And it's also going to give you access to all of our monthly Mayhem games where we give away eShop um credit every month to the winners and it, it's an absolute blast fun competition and like we said this month we're doing clubhouse games it is not too late to join you guys have um all the way to june 15th to join so join join mm-hmm. join we want as many people as we can um and if you want to get in touch with us like we said we're going to be posting some polls later follow us over at twitter at n dads after dark that's the letter n dads after dark and you can send us some questions or emails you know what don't do that Tweet us out. Um, and and um, that's it. That's how you get in touch with us. That's where we're at. Make sure we love hearing from you guys. We love having these fun questions. But, uh, John, take us out here. What do we have going on the next couple of weeks? What do we have to look forward to? Well, we just had a whole bunch of games over the last two weeks, but it doesn't slow down quite yet. Something big's happening. Pokemon Isle of Armor DLC, the um, the first of two DLCs that are coming out comes out june 12th so that's coming up next week um that should be interesting i was actually debating jumping back into that game but i i feel like i won't um but i might um june 13th of course my xbox one x cyberpunk 2077 limited edition uh it does come out uh unfortunately i'm the only audience to that one uh june 19th burnout paradise remastered this came up as a topic in the channel. It's going to be 50 bucks. Is that, a, is that too much money for burnout paradise remastered? Um, it's not too Probably. much money for Tim, but <laughs> Tim, Tim is a millionaire. People don't know this. Tim is a millionaire and he buys everything and he is buying burnout paradise remastered. So um, it's just, uh-huh. it's it, 50 bucks is nothing to him. It's like he wipes his feels. ass. He wipes his ass with $50. True. When it comes to racing games, he does. Yeah. Yes. There's no. They need to put out like a two hundred dollar racing game. I want to see if Tim gets it. Um, the steering wheel. And... 
No, but Burnout Paradise will probably be pretty fun. Um, I'm not sure how it will look or perform on Switch. Um, but I'm 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 definitely interested in that. I'm not getting it at 50, but I'm gonna throw it on my wish list and keep an eye on the price because crashing cars in Burnout is really fun. I sure sure. I love that slow mo. Yeah, it's great. So, um, so yeah, so there's some cool games coming out still in June, and uh, and then you know there's gonna be one big one in July. So um, yeah, we got there's plenty to play. I don't want to hear. There's nothing to play. There's so much to play. And there you go. Even more to play. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 12 of the Dads After Dark show. We hope you have a great night. Peace. Good night, dads.